0: Okay, we're back all right, so um you want to not have your name blotted out okay let's Let's move on and let's go to exodus thirty two back into the old. And, and you know we're we're now we, we've seen that in our little you know that there's a book but we're going to see the actual reference to it here shortly but this idea of the day of remembrance the the core to remember and the uh more, we're going to move toward really showing how it's defined in the bible for the the themes that we talked about about a covenantal term um, verse 30 it says here that um uh, let me make sure I'm on the right by 32 30. How could one chase a thousand and two? Oh, did I am I done it again? I have.
1: Sorry, Exodus. I'm, I'm just
0: I'm just getting in the wrong I, too many things going on. Um thirty two thirty. Well at least know that you're there when not y'all start going, huh? <laughs> right. And it and it came to pass on the next day that Moses said to the people, you have sinned a great sin. So now we'll go up to the Lord, perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. Then Moses returned to the Lord and said, on these uh, oh these people have sinned a great sin and have made for themselves a god of gold. Yet now if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book. So obviously, Moses knows what we're talking about early on, that God has a book, and that it, those who are in the book could be blotted out. And he says, which you have written. So God does right. You know that, right? And the Lord said to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. So we see very plainly that without finding repentance, without finding the Spirit of God giving you new birth, if you die without that new birth, your name's going to be blotted out of the book of life. Not a good place to be. So. Let's talk further, and let's go into the fact that, um, see, I think I mentioned that, so I won't go back in. Let's go over to, um, well, I was going to deal with the uh, talents, but, you know, really, I think you can read about that over there in Matthew twenty-five fourteen, and And, you know, you can judge for yourself that, you know, um, the guy that actually uh, buried his talent and said, Oh, I knew you were going to be a tough master, so I did nothing with it, and here it is back. He had it taken away from him, and they were he was thrown out into outer darkness. So I would tell you what they're really showing you is that in that story it's about God has given you life. A precious gift. Well we say it every time, but believe a little precious gift, you know, that God has given us in his child. And so what are you going to do with it? And so in the, and, and the parable of the talent, if you do nothing with it, I think that you're going to find out that, you know, and your purpose here is to find salvation through Jesus Christ and relationship with the Lord. And if you do that, you're, you're, you're in good standing. If you don't do that, you're going to find yourself thrown out into outer darkness. So we're not going to rehash that. We're going to go to something that really uh, emphasizes what we're talking about, and that's Malachi. Malachi, uh, it may be in the last book in our Christian Bibles. 316. Yeah. You're you're cheating on me? Using the old fast. fast. (laughs) I'm doing it fast over here. (laughs) That's good. It it, it definitely uh, creates a lot of speed, doesn't it? So, uh, Malachi 316. For the Lord God of Israel says that He hates divorce. Where are you? Verse sixteen. Oh well, you know, <laughs> let's not do that again. You're supposed to see. I'm just this is a test tonight to see if y'all even really go there, or you just looking at me, all right? Verse sixteen. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before Him. And those who fear the Lord and who meditate on His name, they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. And on the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him, then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. So you can see here that the book of remembrance is going to be directly tied to the ones that serve God and the ones that don't. It's almost equal to the book of life. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I mean, you, the know, it, you know, they're right, right there together.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. But the thing is, is that is the, when we look, the fact
1: you were more of a
0: server? Or, you know, well, no. It, the, the service is going to depict, first of all, when you appear before the judgment seat of Christ of what you did in the Spirit. And the book of remembrance is about, you know, not that God even needs any book, right? But the book of remembrance, because you're, you're, you're told that over there in the white throne judgment, when the books are open, they're judged according what their, to their deeds and their works and we will be too we're not going to escape that it's just our judgment's going to be for righteousness sake where he can get rid of all of our stinking thinking and get all of the things that we've done in our lives that were not done for the glory of God it will be burned up that is the essence of the judgment seat of Christ
1: so the book of remembrance is a like a listing of all your works, but book of the
0: living is just your name in that book. Well, you know, obviously they're connected because the righteous, well,
1: know, the
0: righteous it. are also in the book of remembrance of what they're like. Every person, just like the book of life, everybody's named in the book of life, unless your name's blotted out. Everybody's name will be categorized into the book of the remembrance of what <clears> you <throat> did with your life. You know, in other words, God holds us accountable for what He gave us. Which is life, mm-hmm. and 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 you know we we say well we're the the servants of God. Well, then what you did in the spirit is going to be accounted to you for reward. That's what it said in First Corinthians five so or it's Second Corinthians five. Otherwise, you
1: know, if you want a whole chapter for yourself, you can't, yeah.
0: You can't I mean, do you know, anything that you did you that had, so you know, I always say, you know. Uh, you know, it's not about, you know, but, uh, there's so many things being done today in the modern Christianity that's all about self-glory. Now they're using the names and they're doing all of these things and it all looks wonderful, but in reality, they're all taking the places of, and you can read about the big TV evangelists and jets and the million dollar this and the you know oh god wants us all to have jets and houses and that's why we have them (laughs) now you need to pay that mortgage you know so you know there's a lot of self-glory and he'll judge that that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean they can't still be in the kingdom of god it just means that all that work that they've done that they weren't motivated by the Spirit of God for the right reason and the right heart, it's going to be burnt up. You're not going to get away. That's what Jesus said, that in that day, all things will be revealed. The light will reveal all things. So, you know, once again, the remembrance, right? Now, let's read further because Malachi has the ability... Notice that he says this, on the the day, verse 17, that I make them my jewels. Well, you know, a little further explanation there will talk about, you know, the fact that you could take that and put that into a special treasure, or you could say that you know, that's going to be related to the bride. You know, if you look at the bride, the New Jerusalem descending out of heaven, let me show you the bride that's decorated with jewels and various things. So, you know, that's a, you know, let me say this about that type of stuff. The Bible is an agotic type book. It, it is a book that has the literal words there, but inside all of these things are multiple uh, spiritual truth that you have to mine and get in there in that field and work and when you find these things you're they're going to open up to you and Jesus makes us that promise that if you're willing to go and you're willing to work in the field you're going to find it you know seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and that doesn't mean I'm just going to get saved every day you know it means to work in his word. I believe that he's given us his word. Man can't live on bread alone. But every word that comes forth from the mouth of God, that we're all called to eat this word and put it inside of us. Now, you know, I encourage you to study, 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 because that's really, to me, that's what keeps us alive in a lot of ways. You know, It keeps us hanging on to the hope that when we look outside here and you've got In my opinion, an election absolutely being stolen, not from the greatest man in the world, but from the existing president that's in office, it's a tragedy, and they're acting like there's no evidence. (laughs) They would have put me in jail when they first started looking at it, you know. Uh, I find it unbelievable. So when it looks so dark... Always know that God is still doing something. He has still got a plan and it's going to, he's going to win. Period. And that's not Trump saying that. We're going to get tired of winning when it's all over. (laughs) Maybe he was prophesying, he just didn't know it. So, you know. But anyway, let's go on and notice it says, and I will spare them. When? On the day that I make them my jewel. In other words, I believe it. Rosh Hashanah, if this is the resurrection, when your body is changed, you're married to Christ. You become a jewel. And that he's making and he's saying, on that day, I will spare them. Spare them from what? That which is coming. Because that period of time is going to be a bad time. Right? That's how I see that. So let's read further. It says, For behold... Once again, the day is coming. What day? That's chapter 4, verse 1. What day? The day of the Lord. When's the day of the Lord? Oh, that begins on a Rosh Hashanah. Because that's the beginning of the new year. And it says, and a coming and burning like an oven. In Luke 12, Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, but to kindle a fire. Really? I thought he brought... No? Because see, really, through Christ, it is a separation. You know, you're not going to stand on the fence anymore. A fire is going to burn through us and it's going to purify us. That's going to be the process. If you're not in Christ, it's going to burn you up because God is a consuming fire. So... And all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. They'll be burnt up. And the day which is coming shall burn them up. Huh, just keep reading. Says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch, totally consumed. But to you who fear my name, going back to that where we started there, you know, over here in verse 16, those who feared the Lord's, That you who fear my name, the son of righteousness, shall rise with healing in his wings, in his garments, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. And we're not going to get into that, but really that's linking it back to the fact that when all of this comes to an end, the next festival that's up on the table five days later begins the Feast of Tabernacle. And these stall fed calves mindset are likened unto how a calf or calves are put into a pen and then they're they're let out and they go out into the fields, the green pastures, and they kick their heels up because they're like, ah, we're out of that, you know, cage free chicken environment. <laughs> Y'all know what a cage free chicken is, don't you? Lisa educated me on that. Yeah, they're in a big cage, but they're five million. In. <laughs> <laughs> they got one door, you know, but they're cage-free. So, uh, you know, that that's kind of the side. And Jesus refers to this, you know, in the Good Shepherd when he talks about the kingdom of heaven is forcing, you know, the sheep being in a, a, a pen, you know, in a sheepfold. They used to, uh, rocks, and they used to, get them at night and they would lock them in to against the mountain and in the morning they would take out the stones and the sheep would force their way through the one opening out into the fields and he he had, you know, uses that same language in dealing with the kingdom of heaven. So he says, verse 3, you shall trample the wicked for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts, remember Zekorah, Zekorah, remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in horror for all of Israel with the statutes and judgment. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. You know, we're getting it right here. And, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. So, you see here, he's using this time of remembrance. When he says this, he's telling us, go back and remember what I commanded Moses, and the covenant that I made with Moses, and that I would send Elijah before, notice that, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So, you know, some people would say, well, that could be at the three-and-a-half-year period. So you have to establish, when do the two witnesses, if, if their ministry is three-and-a-half years, 1260 days, do they come out in the beginning? And I say yes, not in the end, but they're, they're actually killed in the middle of the tribulation period. So if their ministry is 1260 days, it has to begin in that time frame and I think they'll come forth on Rosh Hashanah prior to the covenant being signed with the Antichrist which will take place on Yom Kippur. There will be a period of time in which that all is going to transpire. It's going to transpire quickly, but you know, the things in the world that will be happening will be transpiring quickly too. So if that being the case and we see that, you know, what was John's role? What was John the Baptist's role? Did they use this language with John? Did they use this exact language with John? That he was born and he was in the spirit of prophecy or of Elijah? And that his goal and it uh, 's either in Luke or whatever, but his goal was to turn the hearts of the children back to the father, so you could say oh well, that 's already happened then, and yeah you know, that 's how people do. they say, well, that's already happened right there, you see it you know, but that was at his first coming, and that 's why Jews say that you know this verse right here is why Jews say that before the Messiah can come, he will send forth the Elijah. And Elijah will will come first. This is why at the Seder, they get up and they go to the door and open the door and they uh, look for Elijah because they know if Elijah comes, and they set a plate for Elijah at the Passover Seder table because they know if Elijah comes that the Messiah is right behind him. And that's exactly what happened, you know, in the first coming. So, you know, that's, that's good. Uh, good scripture uh, reading and understanding. They just didn't recognize that that it was happening with John, and I think that's why so many people came because they were asking John, "Who are you? Are you the Messiah? You know, are you Elijah?" And John basically says, "I am one." You know, um, Well, I can't remember exactly, but go back and read it. It's a uh, he. He validates the fact that. He's the one in the wilderness makes straight the way of the Lord. So, you know, um, very interesting. So, I know we don't got a lot of time left, but I'm going to do what I always do, and I'm going to cram this in. So, um, we're going to go to Genesis 8, 1. It's worthy of being crammed in for y'all to leave on. been that yet? Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, now, he keeps us here all night they shut the church and we were still inside it (laughs) (laughs) okay Genesis 8-1 oh goodness there we go again then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark and God made a wind to pass over the earth and the water subsided Okay? So you see that God uh made a, a covenant uh you know with um with Noah. And um I was trying to think where it, it back here in uh chapter seven, but um you can get that for yourself. Let's go to verse four. And you know we 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 go into the fact that God remembered him, right? And we get down and uh, verse four. Somebody read it for me. Verse four. The ark came to rest on the seventh day, seventh month, on the
1: seventeenth day
0: of the month. Okay, so the ark rested on the seventeenth day of the seventh month. Now, if you were a small child and you hadn't been learning anything about the calendars that are in the Bible, you it wouldn't mean anything to you. Sound like a good day to me. I wonder why God wants us to know that day. What's important about that day? Does anybody know? What, what is the, since we're giving it to it like that, what month is it? This, this rice. Right. Right. See, this is, a <laughs> <clears throat> this is a trick question, and, and, and you just fail for it again. Oh, no, oh my goodness, now it's coming. Go it's ahead.
1: It's not uh, Tishrei, it's Nisan. Oh, it's Nisan. God hasn't converted yeah. the calendar yet. That's
0: right. See, if no one ever taught you that in Exodus 12, the calendar from that point forward was going to all be uh, uh, counted from the uh, sacred calendar, but prior to that time, they were using the civil calendar. Okay, didn't do away with either one. That's just a counting time from that point forward of the new birth of a nation. He's using the sacred calendar. So what's important about that day on Nisan 17? So that's the day. That, that becomes it, at the counting of Passover on the third day. You can establish that this is the day that Jesus rose from the dead. Now, do you think that's in there because it's just good commentary of something to write about? Or is there something there for us, right? Did you did they feel like notice it starts out? It says, God remembered Noah. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, <laughs> Noah probably thought after. I probably after eight days would have thought, I wonder if he's ever going to remember us out here. <laughs> we're floating around and all we can see is water, right? And, and so, you know, when that landed, you know, that ark landed on that mountain, you know, it was like the waters are receding in their mind. They knew they were going to live. Just as we know, when they went to the tomb and they saw that Jesus was not in the tomb, they knew everything that he had told them about eternal life was coming to pass. You know, it was really a glorious day. So, you know, we get this little time frame set in here. Now, if you go to uh, verse 13, and it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, that the waters were dried up from the earth and Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dry. Boy, that's pretty heavy stuff right there. <laughs> now I got to tell y'all, this one, this one was like a uh, jewel in the uh, thing for me, because you know I've read it a thousand times, but I just never saw it quite like. So, what day is it? What day? First day, right? what month huh now if you go back up
1: to go back up
0: let me see I know where you're going so you see that as he's still looking you know that It was on the first day of the first month that these things happened. What happened? He removed the cover. Okay? And what else happened? He was able to see and what did he see? He saw dry ground. And, you know, we go, well, certainly, you know. <laughs> but, you know, some of this stuff, is, people go, well, you know, you're just trying to... Mm-hmm. But go ahead, you got... you. Are you ready to give your rendition there?
1: Well, I'm just following, you know, it says, you know, in the seventh month, in the 17th day of the month, the ark rested, okay, on the mountains, on the air And the waters continued to abate until the 10th month. So... From there, ten months later, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. Okay. Well, keep reading. At the end of 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent ravens. sent forth a raven. It went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent forth a dove from him To see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground, but the dove found no place to set its foot, and she returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So then, okay, then it proceeded to dry it up. Okay. He waited another seven days and again sent forth the dove. All
0: right. Does anybody read a different? Uh, wording when it says there in verse 13 who has a different version? Who has a King James version? Came to pass the, so the earth was dried up? Yeah, the it started in verse 13 in the beginning. And it came to pass in the 601st year mm-hmm. in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were
1: dried up from the earth. Yep.
0: Okay, so you notice that back over here. If you go backwards to verse, um, four. Well, is it four? Yeah. No, 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 no. Verse
1: eleven says 600 year of Noah's life. Verse eleven.
0: Oh, of 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 chapter seven. Yes. Yeah, there you go. You know, in the 600th year of Noah's life, okay, I, what I want y'all to see here is that, and, and, and you, you have to take this into consideration from a Jewish perspective. The rabbinical rabbis and sages believe that Noah was born on Rosh Hashanah, on that day. And that when you check to the chronological time here of the happenings, you're going to see that this was over a period of about right at a year. And he comes back to his time when his birthday on Rosh Hashanah, and he's mentioning it, and he's saying that on that day, you know, things were still happening. And, you know, when you read these stories, you really it's, it, it's kind of difficult to decipher the chronology. if you go chronological you, you your mind will blow up but but the point is is that what I really want to point out to you is that he removed the cover of the ark there must have been a cover over the ark that kept them from actually having the rain you know you you say the door I'm telling you no it's a cover like he opened up something that where he could actually see and look out kind of like a boat that has a covering over it and once you remove the bimity top or whatever you can look out over the edge and see that the that it was on dry ground that the ground had well it says it was on he saw that the ground was dry okay so I find it really interesting because the word here in using if you look up this word in Hebrew you know for the cover then you could also put the word for veil. And in a Jewish marriage, mm-hmm. the yeah. the the woman is veiled, and this goes back to Leah and them because he got fooled, you know. So before he actually went through with the marriage, he wants to lift the veil up and make sure it is who he's marrying. <laughs> Smart man. You fooled me once, you can't fool me twice. But the bottom line is, is that. They remove the cover. You know, they remove the veil. You could go in and you can take this and you can deal with this as the Ark of the Covenant has a copper or a covering over it. And what do we see inside the covering? And what do we see? the, 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 The souls that cry out, in tribulation, they're under the mercy seat, which is the throne of God, which is the ark. And this is this whole thing is symbolic. The Ark of Noah is symbolic of being in God's protection in the Ark. We're in cry. All this is being developed real early. And so you you see that the 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 veil but the dry ground, that always is something that I thought, well, where have we seen that before? Where have we seen the dry ground statement before? Moses walking on dry ground. On ground. Okay, Moses walking on dry ground? Yeah, when he you know, parted in the dry ground. Moses come up out of the water and began walking on dry ground?
1: No, that's where I saw dry ground. When they
0: yep. crossed the, so, the Red sea. sea. There you go. Well, that's so, what I said. That's what she was saying. Oh, I, I didn't understand that how she was... A, see, he's so used to making... Well, you didn't say the, the mistakes key mistakes. word, Red Sea, or or when they were delivered out of Egypt.
1: I, I just, you, I thought he I heard you say that ground. Moses
0: was walking on dry ground. Oh,
1: just keep teaching. <laughs> <laughs> so, this sounds like one of our discussions. So, <laughs> so
0: you know, and and we always say Thank we you. always. Right Thank you. Okay, Robert. <laughs> now I'm in trouble. This he listened on on dry ground, right? And 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 people, you know, uh, I had a certain individual that wanted to give me the scientific method of how this could happen of how that all happened and it really wasn't water and i said you know and of course the bible says in all your movies everything that you see in every movie ever made about this subject matter on pharaoh shows pharaoh going back to egypt yet the bible declares that pharaoh died on that day so I they you know I tell them well if it was just a little bit of water and the wind blew in such a way that it divided the waters I said that's what they, had to, they all had to uh, drown face down yep. <laughs> you know all oh, on, oh, on your face you know where they'd all drown because they all drowned in the sea right, right. and then you go and you say well what about that then now that's a miracle that the ground was dry. When they walked over on it with all their 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 oxen and their sheep and their wagons and whatever that they could get across, I know if any of you've ever been stuck, you know what it means to be on dry ground. And 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 then you know there this happened again. It happened at the Jordan with uh, when Joshua was going across. It 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 also happened with uh, Elijah. You know, and there's many other things. You know, you can take this word here, and also if you look it up, it's going to be the same word used for mantle. So, what happened with Elijah? He says, "If you see me go, and the chariots of God came and took my mantle, his covering, his garment, will fall from the from him." and he, it will, he will pick it up, and then Elisha, his little sidekick, he becomes the same as Elijah and everything that he did. He does it, and even more. So he gets a double portion, wow. right? He tells him that. And I'm telling you that this is all connected to Rosh Hashanah. When the, the cover is removed, you can see that, there, the, in a sense, the door is opened. You said door, but you know, that gives us the idea that the ark you know I'm telling you the top that the door is opened. And this is going along to the gates to heaven are opened and the righteous enter in. It's gonna be a deliverance just like it was it's gonna be greater then, but the terminology is still there on the day that they went through the Red Sea, which is one of the greatest deliverance of you know, of our time, right? So,
1: so veil, it could be equivalent to mantle?
0: Yeah, the word. The mantle is a covering. Oh, okay. Over a, and so he says, if you see me go, then, you know, a double portion. Well, we see that. What do we see? And I, this is why those that follow this theme believe that the 144,000 that God is preparing are going to see the resurrection occur. They're going to see it, and when they see them go, they're going to know. And what's going to happen is they're going to... These that God has prepared, a double portion is going to fall. And what do we see in Revelations? That they hold to the testimony of Jesus, and they're Torah observant. They have the double portion of the ministry to go into the tribulation, but it all begins... We believe on Rosh Hashanah. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, we could go in here and we could go in several places where God remembers his covenant. God remembers his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob. And we could go through this and show that the, uh, the, the day of remembrance is the fact that God is going to deliver his people before they enter into this tribulation. We would really. i Am not going to say that? Gosh, what a deal! We got to go through that. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but you know, to me, we 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 should be rewarded for living a righteous life and trying to cling to the to the Lord against all odds. Well, don't you, you
1: know? Think, don't you think we may go through it, but we're protected? From no, I the don't. Chaos think. that
0: goes on around. No, I don't, because I think one of the first events, unless we get a plane ticket to Israel very quickly when it all starts unfolding, because I believe this country is going to be destroyed or, first. Oh, I do too. So we're going to be, if we're here, we're going to become, uh, you know, burnt coals. Toast. Toast. You know, but I i have reasons I believe that, but, you know, um, it's all attached to this as in the days of Noah. I think if you look at the time frame, You're going to see that the seven days, you know, when this began to happen with the ark, that Noah entered, and and they went in, and then God shut the door. They didn't shut the door. God shut the door, which is really with our theme, that when the heavens are opened, the righteous enter in, the door is shut. And Jesus said, you know, you're the guy in the ten virgins, you know, get you some oil. You know, you don't know when the bridegroom will return, but you need to be ready. And that really the this last period of time on, on history of the seven years in which they're, you know, you've you got to get it right. But think about it. Now they're going to have to get it right with fire. It's like, you know, a fire-tested horse. You know, they used to say that they'd take a, a flame for a fire-tested horse in battle and stick a flame under his belly. And if he could stay there and not, you know, move and buck and run off, you know, he was one they could use. <laughs> That's what it's going to be like. It's not going to be good. But, you know, that in this time frame, you know, there's going to be a judgment. And so you see that when God shuts the door, it, it, it the, the rains begin to fall or judgment begins to fall. And it's going to fall for 40 days and 40 nights. But the whole event is is sandwiched between... Really, they say 110, uh, 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 365 days plus 10. I don't know how they got there, but I'd say 360 days plus 10. That It lasted for over a year. Yeah, it to be so 360 plus 10. I'm sorry. She's sorry. <laughs> she can't have it. I
1: interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> so when he was talking about the Lord shut him in, we could be talking about he put the covering on them.
0: Well, he closed them in the ark. In other words, at, 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 you know, right now the door is open in a sense of the word. You, anybody can come to Christ right now. Everybody out here can come to Christ. But there's going to come a time when the day of this day of remembrance comes. That that time's going to be up, and the door is going to be closed, and they're going to go into tribulation. And then the, when he returns back. Once again, those who have died, in a sense, the door to heaven is open. And who do we see coming on the white horse? But the Messiah himself with all his armies. And, you know, that's apocalyptic language. But, you know, then you get in, well, those are angels. Well, you know, they're messengers. You know, the same word as angels is really messenger. And we're messengers. You know, typically speaking, we're messengers of the covenant. You know, spreading the word of the covenant of God. You know, so um, all this stuff is um, really interesting stuff about uh, what's going to happen. But it it is a culmination of events that takes you into the tribulation. Because I believe wholeheartedly, the fall festivals have a beginning point, and they unfold a uh, a, a a in a sense a timeline of events. But you know you have to be able to decipher the the different event, and then you look at the ceremonies within the temple. You you do all of these analysis, which is what it takes. But that's what we're here for, you know.
1: I got a question? Good. I'm thinking that uh, com- the, the, the veil, okay, that concept. Yeah. The uncover when there's a wedding, the bride comes in and she's got a veil on, you know. Okay. Okay, they uncovered like you said. Make sure it's right.
0: Yeah, make sure you're marrying the right one.
1: Once you're married and you carry you, you go off and you carry your bride over the threshold. Isn't there some connection with that back to Passover?
0: Bride right over the threshold. Uh-huh. Can you help me?
1: <laughs> well, have you heard of the? Is it the covenant, the threshold covenant?
0: I have, yeah. Okay, I got you. I've
1: been reading this book. In yeah. Message. Yeah. Okay. And it talks about that that uh, they when you take the lamb, the blood of the lamb. Right. They spread it on the threshold. Right. And you have to walk over the threshold. So if you're gonna carry your bride, you you can't step on it because you break the contract. So you have to step over the threshold, similar to the veil, the veil to uncover the bride to make mm-hmm. sure who she is. I
0: thought that was
1: kind of yeah. symbolic. or like. And, and you it.
0: would say that, you know, I'm not, I mean, I, I, I haven't looked into it. I, I read about it a long time ago. Uh, they're, they're actually on a book by uh, uh, Ray Trumbull that uh, dealt with the blood covenant and 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 dealing with it but you know um, but once again there are elements of all of these feasts even in those beginning feasts you know you think well that's just all about no they're they're, they're 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 kind of like dribbles of things that are laid out in these things that have meaning but you know they have meaning if you can put it in perspective to the other you know concepts that are being laid out, out. yeah
1: what, what connection that's What's right
0: like the veil? so um Anyway, um, what next week is Wednesday before Christmas, which is Friday. Does anybody know anything about the church on that Wednesday? Or are we going to be here? I don't
1: think, no, I think, I don't so. think so because they got. They were,
0: we're not going to be here. The yeah. doors are locked.
1: Well, I don't know if they're locked or not. But, <laughs> but the uh, well, that's not a, Christmas huh? Eve. They got two services, so and I would think week. that they would have. Been yeah, so
0: we'll be here next Wednesday then.
1: If they'll if they're open. Well, next Wednesday you don't think it is, Charles? I don't think it will be. I doubt it's just wasting fine. that service next week.
0: You you don't think there is. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're not if we're not open, we're not gonna be here. Good. We if we are op- if they are open, we will be here. How about that? Everybody just gotta find out for themselves. But you know, if they um, they uh, we go into that, you know, when we come back, you know. You know, I really want to get into some more of this that uh, I don't want to stop right here because there's a lot of information here in dealing with this concept of remembrance and God remembrance covenant and you being a part of that remembrance. So um, we'll, we'll pick up here when we come back. And Thank you all. Let's, uh, let's close. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for uh, the time that you've given us uh, to study your word and to rest in your the glory that you have uh, prepared for us, that we put our hope and faith in what our Lord and Jesus have done for us, and uh, we can never, you know, that, that's something that you did alone through him, and we just have to receive it. And once we receive it, once it led us to try to realize that, you know, we just need to wake up each day and do what that is good. And as you said to Cain, if you do that, it will be good with you. You know, if we live in the world that of righteousness, then, you know, we can rest assured and have that confidence and all, you know, we won't get caught up in the things that make people want to question their faith and various things and help us Lord to, um, you know, we know you're in control, but we, our country is in a deciding point and, um, be with us and, uh, um, give us strength uh, to know what to do when the time is right. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'll find You're out what you know. Hmm? I'll find out what you
1: know.
0: Okay. everybody knows.